Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess Podcast. I am your host, Matilda Johnson, and of course, today we are getting messy. Before I even start the episode, I actually want to dedicate it to somebody who I'm very fond of, and that is my unofficial producer, Grace. She's going to cackle when she hears this, but thank you for keeping me inspired and always making me work. Um, yeah, cheers to season two. One day I might actually pay you. Thanks. Speaking of season two, guys, we're almost a, wait, we're up to the 24th episode. After this, we have one more episode before we take a little mini break and then season two is coming and it's going to be bigger and better than ever. Been working on lots of different ideas and I'm very excited about what's to come. We're facing a lot of fears, we're making ourselves really uncomfortable, and things are getting really spicy. But that's all I'm going to say about season two. You guys have that to look forward to. In the meantime, let's start off with our weekly wrap. There is a lot going on, it's chaos out there, it is hell. Um, I'm a bit confused about how I'm meant to feel about HBO signing on to do a Harry Potter remake. And I understand it. I do. But then I saw a TikTok the other day saying there are going to be kids who grow up and don't realize that like Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint and Emma Watson are the original cast of Harry Potter and they're only going to know other people. And that makes me really upset. So I want to hear other people's thoughts because like, I'm like, woo, more Harry Potter. But I'm also like, I'm, I'm upset. I am upset. Speaking of remakes though, Misha Barden is also joining the cast of Neighbours for their reboot, which I think is being created by Amazon Prime. I could be wrong, but that was a shock to the system this morning. Coachella has started. I am honestly, this is the first year in probably ever that Coachella has been happening and I have not really cared at all. I'm seeing little things here and there about like the mess that was Frank Ocean set, which honestly really upsets me because I love Frank Ocean. But then I was talking to a coworker about it today and they said they saw Frank Ocean whenever it was that he was lost in Australia, God knows when. And my coworker said that was pretty awful too, which really saddens me, really saddens me because I do love Frank. Also saw Willow Smith's set and Jaden also showed up and joined her on stage, which I think is incredible. But other than that, I'm not going to lie to you. I do just care about Coachella for the fashion. And yes, we have seen improvement over the years, but I don't know. Coachella is just a bit of a flop for me these days. I don't really care that much. Would I still go if given the opportunity? Absolutely, I would. But other than that, I don't really care. Actually, no, that's a lie because I just remembered Becky G performed Shower at her set this year at Coachella. And if I saw that live, something within me would be ignited again. I'd be transported back into my year 10 self going on a ski camp to Mount Buller, sitting next to my like little year 10 boyfriend, listening to Shower by Becky G on the bus, sharing earphones, looking out the window at the snow falling. And that for me is bliss. Uh, I do love that song. It. I am a different human when I hear that song. 
Um, so I love that. Also, Troy Sivan with Charlie XCX, another iconic moment. So you know what? This year has had some okay things so far, I guess. In terms of my life, you guys, I saw the 1975 last week and I'm still not over it. I went with one of my best girlfriends, Libby, and she and I kind of just decided to go on a whim. We were at one of our other best friend's weddings, which I've spoken about a lot because I was obsessed with that wedding. And she and I were just like, do you want to go? And then we just randomly decided to buy tickets pretty much while we were there. And then we just kind of rocked up to the concert and it was so much fun. And Matty Healy or Ratty Healy, depending on how you know him, um, he was fantastic. His voice live, I was genuinely shocked by how good it was. And it was just kind of a therapeutic moment hearing the crowd sing somebody else crying. It was great. I loved it. I screamed a lot. I cried a lot. And I hadn't been to a concert since before COVID. Like I'd been to festivals and I'd been to live theater, but I hadn't been to a concert. So for me, that was just a moment that I'm still holding on to. And honestly, I'm a little bit depressed about. And then on top of that, my sister is getting married this weekend. I just got my bridesmaid's dress today and it needs alterations and I'm very stressed out, but we're going to ignore that. We're going to ignore the mild panic attack I have building up inside of me and we're going to move on and pretend that it's not happening. Okay. Yeah. One thing I have noticed this week, and I think it's from kind of settling into being single again, is that I'm very bored. I haven't picked up any new TV shows to watch. I've just been reading my little books and going to bed early And I'm a bit shocked about the person I have become. And by going to bed early, I mean, I'm in bed by like maybe 11 o'clock at night. And then I'm reading till about one in the morning. And then I'm like, hmm, I should probably sleep, which is really boring. And then when I'm doing mundane things around the house, I found myself talking to myself and not in just like, a fun way, but in an embarrassing way. Like it's one thing to have a podcast and know people are going to listen to it eventually. It's another thing to be cooking my pasta and pretending I'm a guest on the Graham Norton show. At that point, I'm a bit embarrassed, but it's also been a great time for reflection, which is what we're going to do today because next week I've got a really fun episode kind of It's up to your interpretation of what you think fun is. I think it's going to be fun. But so today, instead, we're going to kind of wrap up the season with a little fun reflection about what I've learned from my first season of being a podcast host. For instance, this week, I saw a TikTok and I was like, this girl is so me. Because she was saying she likes to think she's in her slut era, but it's more of her slut aesthetic rather than it being a practicing slut era. And it actually makes a lot of sense. And I was like, wow, I relate. Because just having left a relationship, I'm not a practicing slut. However, I do appreciate the aesthetic, such as watching Sex in the City and getting all doled up for a night out and then also being home and in bed before three in the morning. Um and just ordering a really dirty martini and then being like, well, that's the dirtiest part of my night. And just really living in that moment. 
So I'm kind of reveling in that at the moment. And I plan on carrying this aesthetic into season two. Again, this is me spoiling it for everyone, but we're carrying the slut aesthetic into season two. Some would call it a femme fatale, but I just don't think I'm classy enough to be able to do that. But anyway, here's some more things I've learned. One of my biggest things I've learned from having a podcast is that sometimes it is more peaceful to live a more private life. And yes, it did take me starting a podcast to realize this because my issue is that I am just an open book. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Some will call it oversharing, but I do keep some things to myself. There are some things that you could not waterboard me into saying on this podcast or to admitting to or to just coughing up to share with the class. There are some things that I've done or said, or maybe not said, thought that I, nobody needs to know. Nobody needs to know. However, so I agree, like, I appreciate that privacy. Um, But there are little things about having a podcast as well that I'm like, wow, there's certain things in my private life now that are just not private at all. For instance, my relationship, because that was obviously a big topic of the podcast is like learning how to be in love and the messiness of your 20s, of course, brilliant, brilliant stuff. And I appreciate all of it. But sometimes I'm like, maybe I just shouldn't have said that publicly for the world to hear. Number two life lesson is distance yourself from people who you don't want to become. So we're all friends with people or acquaintances even with people who are in our lives via circumstance or by association who you don't necessarily want to be associated with or you don't want to behave like. Um, Pretty simple when you really think about it. If you don't want them in your life, then just don't have them in your life. That was a fun thing for me to learn. Um, realizing that some people are just not necessary factors of our lives if they don't bring you happiness or even peace. And if they don't respect your peace, that is a huge one. Respecting your peace. It's one thing to do it for yourself. It's another to make sure other people are also respecting your peace If neither of those are working out, then you need to kind of solve it for yourself. And I think respecting your own peace comes from realizing who doesn't. That was a very roundabout answer. Just cut people out who are doing you wrong, pretty much. Number three, your anxiety doesn't come from thinking about the future. It's about wanting to control the narrative that hasn't already began its narration. So basically wanting to control something before it even happens, manipulate it, change it because you can sense its approach, but there's nothing you can really do about it. I'm at a point now where I'm really just a go with the flow kind of gal and I love it because I'm living a much less anxious life. And I think that has a lot to do with my previous answer as well as like cutting people out who I'm just like, you're not protecting my peace. But once I also stopped trying to change things that are out of my control or change the narrative of my future before it even happens, 
I've just learned to just be much more settled with how my life currently is. And that's really nice. And I highly recommend it. This one I stand by till my dying breath. And it's that it's nobody's responsibility to make you happy just as you are not responsible for anybody else's happiness. As much as you might want to be there for somebody, you cannot be their only source of happiness or be the only shoulder they can cry on. You cannot put that kind of responsibility and weight on yourself, nor can you expect that of somebody else. And you have to find your own source of comfort and not spread yourself thin by going around to as many people as possible to have as shoulders to cry on, but understand that you cannot hold somebody accountable for those things, nor should you be held accountable for that either. Um, I think once you step back from that sort of life where you feel like you have to be this for somebody because you're their only form of support, it is actually so much more pressure than you think it is. And once you step back from that and really realize how much of a toll it is taken on your own mental stability, it's then that you realize like, oh, I have not taken care of myself in this process. And you cannot be there for somebody without also being there for yourself. So you need to make sure that you kind of put up that boundary for yourself in a way. This is a life lesson that my mum always kind of raised me to believe. Pretty sure she had it pasted on like the back of the toilet door, you know, where mums put their little quotes and stuff for you to read. My mum had it pasted up. She had a list of things. One of them though was what somebody else thinks of you is none of your business. And I love that because I don't want to know what y'all are saying about me behind my back. A part of me does, but I'm just going to tear myself down once I find out. So I might as well just not know and live a very ignorant life. I would rather be ignorant than be upset about it. Also, it's only embarrassing if you choose to be embarrassed, which is something I think that's my mantra for this year because I do a lot of embarrassing things, but now I'm just owning it. I've decided I'm not going to be embarrassed by it. If it's cringe, I'm going to be cringe. One of my guy friends the other day, actually, hey, Liam, I've got a bone to pick with you, said something about my plan for season two. And he was like, Tilly, that is really cringe. And I was like, yeah, well, it's also really funny depending on how you look at it. So don't come at me saying that I should be embarrassed because I've decided I'm not going to be embarrassed and I'm just going to live life and have a laugh. And I think the more you laugh at yourself, the happier you'll be. And you'll also just not cringe so much about some of the dumb shit you do. It's living in ignorance and ignorance is bliss. And I'm just enjoying the blissfulness of it. Okay. This one's huge and it cuts deep like a knife. So this one is not everyone deserves to know the true you, the to your core you. And again, really hard when you have a podcast where you just rant about some dumb things that you do in your life and people seem to enjoy it. It shocks me to this day that people actually enjoy listening to this. I'm constantly confused by it, but I appreciate it regardless. But again, there are parts of me that I will hide. There are things about my life that I'm like, I, I deserve the right to be a little bit mysterious as well, okay? So there are parts of me that I will keep hidden. And 
I think it's very nice to be able to have a podcast self and then my normal life self. I'm living the best of both worlds. I am Hannah Montana, but it's just, yeah, not everyone deserves the right to know the real me, you know, which now contradicts my final point, which is just be real because it saves everyone else's time. And I think that also, again, though, it depends on what version of myself I'm showing because I do have a bit of a persona that I put on this show. Spoiler alert, this isn't the real me. But in real life, I'm keeping it real. I'm down with the kids. I'm keeping it real. Basically, what I'm trying to say is if you want to be your true, authentic self and meet new people and enjoy life and you're not the host of a podcast but you're constantly embarrassing yourself, then actually just be yourself because firstly be yourself because everybody else is taken and secondly you don't want to hide yourself it's such a waste of time to try to be somebody you're not just be real keep it real and people will enjoy you for actually just being honest and not being a fake little bitch like I am currently being yeah, keep it real, guys. On next week's episode, I'm going to have to keep it real because there's somebody coming on. Actually, spoiler alert, there's two people coming on who know me too well. And so I have no choice but to be real because they will call me out on the air and say, stop being fake. This isn't who you are. And... We're going to have some deep chats and also I'm sure some very, very embarrassing chats because these people know too much about me. So you have that to look forward to. And again, we're kind of talking about lessons in a very adult way, but in a very funny and philosophical way. And that's all we've got time for today on Hot Mess Podcast. You can follow us at hot mess underscore podcast on both Instagram and TikTok. Trust me, I'm trying to get better at social media. I'm sorry. I'm just not good at it. It will get better. Season two, we're turning it around. We're turning this ship around. It's getting better, guys, I promise. But you've got all of that to look forward to soon. You guys, I really wish I could just tell you what's happening because I'm really, really excited. Anyway, love you guys. See you next week for our final episode. Woo!